Welcome to the All In Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Allport. And if you are new here, every second week, we have these solo episodes to break up all the amazing guests that we have on here. I so much enjoy doing these solo episodes. We keep them short and sweet. I don't know how I do that because I do like to talk a lot. So I'm I'm just, I'm happy I've been able to keep these kind of brief, you know, within the five to like 15, 20 minute range. And this one will be no different. In this episode, I am going to talk about a question um, that I've been getting commonly asked. And most of these episodes, solo episodes, have basically been answering a lot of your questions um, that I get in DMs and through the podcast. So one of the questions I got was this Sunday I posted about my cold bath that I made and someone asked, what are the benefits? And I wrote up an answer and I think I'd like to break that down a little bit further. Cold exposure is a big part of my life. I love doing different versions and different forms of cold exposure. As an athlete, uh, I've done this a lot for recovery as well as on the mental health side. So I thought I'd share all the different um, ways that I do it, why I do it, what it does, when not to do it and how to start. So without further ado, let's go all in. All right, let's talk cold exposure therapy or, you know, cold baths as you probably know them as. I'll also talk about cold showers and different kind of segues into that. Now, this is not going to be the super scientific description of this. I don't have all the neurotransmitters and chemicals that get released in your brain um, when you do this memorized. If you want to listen to two hours of like super science behind all this kind of stuff, you can check out the Huberman Lab podcast. I'm a big fan of his podcast and he has a couple episodes where he talks about cold exposure and he's a neuroscientist. Um, so he really dives into all the mechanisms around, you know, how it works and why it works and different ways to, to um, use it to improve your focus and different things like that. So let's start off with cold exposure, how I do it. So probably most of you, if you've seen my social media, um, have seen me do cold baths, whether that's in the river or in like an ice bath um, tub. So that's my favorite way. Another way is cold showers. Last year I was doing a lot of cold showers, especially at the start of the year and then as well in the summer. Um, another way is just kind of going outside with kind of minimal clothing. Sometimes in the morning, I like to just like walk outside, even like barefoot on the deck just to you know, get some fresh air. I get some, some cold exposure work. I think it's not quite the same though, as doing like actual, like a cold bath. Um, and then trying to think of another way to do cold exposure. I think those are the main ones. I know some people do cryotherapy that's super expensive. And I don't even know if those places are open now with our current lockdown. So I haven't actually tried that. So how I do it basically is um, I have a tub. I bought it from the TSC store. It's like a stock tank that they would use for horses or livestock to drink water out of. Um, unfortunately, it didn't come with a plug. We got a discount on it because we couldn't find the plug in the store. So we duct tape like the hole in the bottom and then we just peel the duct tape off when we want to empty it, um, empty it out after using it. But I've been using that in the summer. We have to buy a lot of ice and then it melts really quickly because it's hot. So I don't actually have something that just cools it. I know that people use freezers. So they'll buy freezers. They'll basically seal the whole freezer off and then they'll buy a machine that basically um, plugs the freezer in or, or well, you plug the freezer in and then it keeps it cold for 
Um, basically it cools it for a certain amount of hours and then keeps it at a certain temperature all the time. So it doesn't use a ton of electricity because it's not running all the time, but it'll like run for a couple hours in the daytime, a couple hours at night, just to kind of keep um, the temperature. So that's something I definitely want to look into so I could do kind of better year round ones. Cause even again, in the winter time, because I'm doing it outside, I have to kind of fill up my tank, which I can't do with a hose because our hoses would freeze. So I'm like farmer carrying for like over an hour water in my house back and forth to get it outside. And then I have to use it, you know, while it's cold enough, but before it freezes into a complete ice block, because then I'm kind of screwed for the rest of the winter. I'll just have an ice block. Um, and then in before the uh, river was completely frozen, I was going over there, but because we don't live on the river, I'm not able to actually like saw a hole in the uh, ice because it would be dangerous if I just did that uh, in some public spot and someone fell in or something like that. Although I would love to do that, you know, somewhere where someone has property on the water and, uh, and do that as well. So I think that kind of covers how I do it. Now let's talk about why I do it. So the DM or the message that I got or the comment I got was what are the benefits? And this was my answer. I say, you know, part for the physical recovery benefits, part for the mental health benefits. On the physical side, it's been known to help with inflammation, but on the mental health side, the idea is learning to calm your response to something stressful, which is the cold, as well as there's a bunch of chemicals released like adrenaline that make you feel really good after. So for me personally, as an athlete, I've been doing ice baths since I was a teenager um, for post-workout recovery. Now, I did want to talk about when not to do it. And so I will mention that it has been shown that you do need inflammation after training. Like you, not all inflammation is bad, although the cold will speed up your recovery. After training, you actually want that inflammation so that your muscles have to rebuild and you have to deal with that inflammation naturally without, you know, doing something like cold exposure that's going to blunt it. And that's actually how you get stronger or make gains or gain muscle or whatever that is. So it's something that you want to space out from any strength training you're doing. Personally, I don't think it interferes too much with endurance training. In fact, it can be shown to be helpful. Some people have said that they've done it actually before endurance training to prolong the time where they overheat, especially if they're doing like a really long endurance thing in the summer, having a cold bath to start, then it kind of reduces your core body temperature and you won't overheat as quickly. Um, but when it comes to strength training, don't do it right after. However, you'll see a lot of athletes who will do cold baths, you know, right after a competition in between workouts. And the reason that they'll do that is because their goal when they're say they're doing a, a weekend competition is not to, or if you're in the middle of your competition season, like playing football or something like that, your goal during the season or during the competition is not to be gaining strength or making gains. It's just to recover and play your best in the next one. So you want to recover really quickly or not. You don't care about not getting those benefits of, you know, maybe gaining muscle or having to naturally deal with that inflammation without the cold. So hopefully that covers a little bit of that. And then let's dive more into the mental health benefits. So for me, there's that benefit of learning how to deal with stress. And it's a way to kind of in a controlled setting, you put yourself into this uh, very primal stressor situation, because whether it's through like hyperventilating can, can create stress, as well as like the cold, it's not like something like our cell phones or emails or things that are causing stress. This is something that our bodies are naturally meant to stress out about is, you know, these extreme temperatures. And then through learning to calm down, control the breath, breathe in and out slowly, 
that can help us really, you know, we center our minds, we focus, we learn how to get through those initial hard first minute or two. And all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're calm, you're like, wow, I've, you know, reached this kind of Zen state. And through practicing that, I think it's very similar to when you practice meditation and you go through the chatter in your mind and then you make it into that, that longer period of time where things are kind of silenced and you sit with that. Over time, this can really improve the way that you handle stress in your day-to-day. Like later on in your day, you'll probably feel a little bit better. If someone sends you this triggering email or text or whatever it is, more likely than not, through this practice, you'll be able to handle that um, better. And then there's the other side of the chemicals that are released. And again, I said, if you want to get into the super science, check out the Huberman Lab podcast. And he has a couple episodes on that. But he actually talks about how the cold exposure can help with things like focus, um, even kind of like neuroplasticity in a sense, where um, because of this heightened focus, then you can have better memory retention of what you're doing. Because I think the whole the whole point of being neuro, um, have, having neuro, more neuroplasticity is being very focused and deliberate in what you're doing to be able to retain it, not just going through the motions. And so because of this heightened focus, it can help you with that. So I think some people, they do it in the morning, you know, before work to get this heightened focus, you know, wake up the adrenaline, the stress response, all that kind of stuff. So personally, most of what I do it for is kind of the mental health side now. And then like once a week, um, like recovery type things, I definitely, I don't do it every day, mostly because of the time it will take me to fill up my stock tank. If I did have like a freezer situation, I would try to do it every day. However, I'd have to time that around my training because I do two training sessions a day and I would not want to have it within a few hours of any of my training sessions unless I was just doing purely endurance training because I'm not competing right now. I am trying, you know, to make uh, different strength gains and, and so on. Now let's talk lastly, quickly about how to start. So I think the easiest way to start with any sort of cold exposure is either, you know, trying to go outside, maybe with a little bit less clothing, trying to do maybe some of the breathing, you know, go outside, try to calm your breath, just go out for 30 seconds, a minute, something like that, or doing cold showers. And you can just have a hot shower at the end, maybe do 10 seconds of cold. Next time, do 15 seconds, try to slowly build up. Um, until eventually you can do a longer period of time and it's less shocking. So you can get that initial shock, but try to breathe through it, calm down, don't hyperventilate. Um, so I think those are kind of the easiest places to start. And then from there, you could start working into, you know, trying something like a, a full cold bath. Now, I think it goes without saying, um, do your own research, maybe talk to your doctor if you have any health conditions or something that this could affect. Um, but all in all, um, I've really enjoyed kind of incorporating more cold exposure therapy into my life. It's helped me as an athlete. It's helped me as just a human learning to deal with stress and handle it better. And I just feel amazing afterwards. So highly encourage that uh, if you're able to and you're interested in trying that you, you know, go further into the deep dive on it and then give it a try in a safe environment. And that's about all I had to say about cold exposure therapy. If you want to check out some photos or videos of me doing it, check out my Instagram or my TikTok. Um, I think, yeah, I have a video on my YouTube as well. Um, and until next week. 
Hey, I think that the greatest gift in life is presence. So thank you so much for gracing me with your presence of tuning in to this episode. Now, something that I would appreciate a ton and would help this podcast keep growing is if you, one, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media so more people can find the podcast and hopefully we can help impact more people. As well as number two is if you can leave a rating and a written review. That means so much. And once again, thank you for being here.